0: Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio.
1: You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.
0: Hey guys, this episode of Raise a Rift is sponsored by Amy Brick with Brick & Company Real Estate. Amy has been a realtor for 15 years. Before that, she was a teacher and she loves to give back to the community. She has a new program called Realtors for School and Nonprofits. When a person lists and sells their property with her under this program, She will donate $2,000 to the school or nonprofit organization of your choice at the end of the escrow. It's a great program, and Amy has donated $8,000 over the last year. It's a great way to help do a great deed while getting a fantastic price for your home with Amy's 11-day marketing plan. She can tell you more about it if you call her at area code 562-335-5269 or visit her at the website www.amybrick.com. Again, call Amy at 562-335-5269 or visit her on her website at www.amybrick.com. Her California license number is 01358129. Today's episode is also brought to you by Zero Shoes. Enjoy the fun and freedom of letting your feet move the way nature intended. Lightweight, flexible, and super comfortable. Go to com and click on the Zero Shoes tab. Now, through December 5th, you can save 70% with their Black Cyber Sale. Plus, you can sign up to win $50 Zero Shoes gift certificate. Here's a secret for all you rifters one out of five, win. These shoes can make a great holiday gift. They are fun, they are lightweight, and they are super, super comfortable. So, order some today at www razorriffsw and click on the Zero Shoes tab. Now, back to the show. All right, guys. Uh, I'm Keith I, Razor. I, I, with,
2: did, I had a quick question. Yeah, this is... How do you spell Zero?
0: Zero is with an X. Ah. I was about to mention that. Uh, Alan Lee is in New York today, so we got the third trusty sidekick, uh, Grant Smith, on board. How you doing, Grant?
2: I am living the dream. I'm living the fucking dream.
0: Oh, way to a curse on the radio, pal. <laughs> I'm kidding.
2: I was going to say, yeah, when, did, we, when we that role come into play? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and today's guest, we got, uh, you guys have uh, seen him from, uh, he won last comic standing as a Showtime special. And comics unleashed. Uh, the great Alonzo Bowden. How you What's doing, up, Alonzo? Man? Good. How
1: you guys doing? Doing good, man.
0: Thanks for doing the show. Yeah, no worries, no worries. I was trying to find a uh, sponsors uh, for the show, and I know you like motorcycles, so I called like this really famous motorcycle place. I don't want to like help them out, you know. But, <laughs> But I was like, I got Alonzo Bowden, He really enjoys motorcycles. You know, I think you should sponsor the show. And they're like,
1: "Is he the guy from Game of Thrones?" <laughs> like, no, I don't yeah. know. No. So, I think I'd know if I were to, from, on Game of Thrones. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, nah. yeah, but not like, that
0: guy. Yeah, so ah. I figured maybe I should yeah. lie to him and just
1: say yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's on Game of Thrones all the time. Why not? Well,
2: also the company that you reached out to. They may not have had the, the, the money to sponsor it because their no. logo is on the Greek Freaks uniform playing for the Milwaukee Bucks.
0: Nah. Well, they have the money. Milwaukee Bucks make a lot of money, even though they're not doing that well.
1: It's, it, it's the revenue sharing. <laughs>
0: So, Alonzo, how was your Thanksgiving? You were telling me that you were at the Laugh Factory.
1: Yeah, every year the Laugh Factory does uh, charity dinners and shows for anybody, you know, and and, uh, they do four different ones, like at one, three, five, and seven. So I always do the first one. It's fun. Uh, We get a great crowd. Literally, it's just people coming in and they're they're into the show. Yeah. So it's fun. A lot of comics come down and serve food. You know, yesterday I mean, Fraser Smith was there. We love Fraser. Uh, Tiffany Haddish was there. Um, just, about uh, Paul Rodriguez, uh, Elon Gold, Maz Gibrani yeah. and you know, and on and on. So yeah, we have a lot of fun just hanging out and serving, and then we kind of clown with each other on stage, figuring out what to do for this crowd. Oh. The usual crowd, so yeah. you, you, you adjust material, but it's always fun. Yeah. So,
0: so you guys actually like people eat and watch a show. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, that's do, awesome. We do
1: a set for them. Oh. We do a set for them. So it is. Yeah, it's really cool. And you know, some of them are, are um, homeless and having a tough time. Then others just no no real place to go. You know, yeah. Hollywood's real transient, right? So yeah. a lot of people are just you know they like why well, sit at at home or sit in the apartment or whatever just and go down to the Laugh Factory get something to eat and hang out so it it's a it's a funny wide spectrum of people and some people come back year after year those are the you know like hey didn't I see you last year you were on potatoes yeah, last yeah. year I'm like yeah I know I moved up to turkey a <laughs> so uh yeah it's it's a lot of fun so and Jamie Masada is great Jamie does this every Thanksgiving and Christmas and I don't know how many people he feel he feeds, you yeah. know. But but it's a lot, and and it's very cool. Yeah, I've been doing it for I don't know how many years. So well,
0: yeah. I know I know you did it last year because I I saw you on Twitter last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I've have done so it. So I know you
1: do it a lot. Yeah, I don't know, last fifteen years, twenty years, something like that. Like it's it's been going on forever. He's, yeah, it's yeah. So it's, it's a great holiday tradition. Yeah. You know,
0: that's the one thing I do like about the Laugh Factory because there's not. You know the improv or the comedy store—they don't do that stuff. You know, so I think that's. Yeah, this is really Jamie's awesome. thing. You yeah. know,
1: Jamie. Jamie's a sweetheart for doing it, and um, and it's very cool. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously, you hear all kind of things about Hollywood people and this, that, and the other, and it's like, yeah, a lot of it's true, yeah. but every now and then somebody, you know, you know, it's cool. Every now and then somebody rich does some shit really nice, <laughs> yeah. like not you know what I mean, and, and like no. <laughs> No publicity. He doesn't do it for him. He doesn't, you know, he's not standing out front waving a bell or anything like yeah. that. He's there, and, and he's part of it. But but it's very cool of him to do. Yeah. And that's why I think all the comics have fun, you know, being a part of it. Yeah. And does you he want- need to bring the soapbox every year, though? Does he need to what? Bring his soapbox
2: every year. Nah, he doesn't, really. Yeah. I
1: mean, they're going to interview him every year, obviously, because he's the guy who does it. But, uh, but outside I, I, of that. I was,
2: I was just teasing. Yeah. yeah. I was just
0: teasing. <laughs> this, is, this is Grant Smith. Uh, I, I, he, <laughs> Extremely
2: cynical, sarcastic. Please don't take anything I say
0: yeah.
1: seriously. Not too worried about it, Grant. I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hope so.
0: I, yeah, because, like, Alan Lee usually is the co-host, but he's in New York because I got mixed up because I know Thanksgiving is a big holiday, but usually I thought it's, like, the last week of December. You know what I mean? Like, you I'm, thought
1: Thanksgiving was the last uh, week.
0: Of, of November. I'm sorry. Oh, but like, I was going
1: to say, you missed by Monday. Yeah. Your New Year's <laughs> Eve must suck. You know, New Year's Eve, you're the only guy with turkey saying, where is everybody? I cooked. <laughs>
0: No, but so like I got
1: cranberry sauce just all over the place.
0: Yeah, so I got so confused on the dates and stuff, and then Alan's like, "Oh, I'm not gonna be here." And then like I was like, "Oh," so then I was like, "All right, we'll just have Grant do it." You know? So yeah,
2: see, that's 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 usually. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll just have (laughs) we'll just have this kid come off the streets.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's good being third best.
1: Yeah, it's good to to know where you rank. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's he's not shy about it. (laughs) No,
2: no. Not at all,
0: mm-hmm. Alonzo, I have a question for you, and this might just be really weird, but uh, <laughs> <Here> we <laughs> when go. you do shows, let's get started. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's right. get it started.
2: It's like saying, Th- I don't mean to be a racist, but no, it's like it's like when you start off something like that.
0: Uh, he's not, now it's he, fully he, weird. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Now it's let's weird. Do it. Okay, but like whenever a host like brings you up to a comedy show. Does he ever? When you know how they give you the credits, does he ever say, "All right, you've uh, seen him in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers"? Do they ever say? That? No,
1: but you know, you know who loves that? That I used to do. Uh, what I used to do voices for Power Rangers. Yeah. And radio people. It's funny you bring it up because yeah. whenever I do radio, it's one of the things they're going to ask about. Like really? what the hell did you do on Power Rangers? So I was the voice of Thunderon and a few other monsters, <laughs> and it, it was really one of these. Uh, I guess it's my Hollywood story of how I got the gig, so I started doing comedy, Right, you need a day job, yeah. whatever, so a buddy of mine was doing transportation for Power Rangers and he was like, hey man, you can drive a U-Haul, right? And I was like, yeah, he said, same as a camera truck, you got a job. Right? So, <laughs> so I started driving for the show and I was just at craft service getting something. And one of the sound guys heard me talk, and he was like, "Whoa, that's a voice! You want to do monsters?" Yeah, you sound like James Earl Jones. Hell yeah, I'll do monsters, and and that was it. That's how I got the gig. They heard me talking at Craft Service. Next thing you know, I'm in the booth roaring, trying to kill Power Rangers. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was fun though. That I was on the show like from the beginning.
0: Yeah, like when I was good, like the very
1: '93. I think I was there from '93 to '97. Ooh. Off and on. and um, Oh, that Pink Ranger? It was, yeah, everyone loved Amy Jo. Oh, Amy yeah. Jo was an ex gymnast and a hottie. Ooh, and it, yeah. was, it was funny because back then people would do set visits, right? Because yeah. like, the Power Rangers were so popular. So you get uh, a lot of times it'd be celebrities or whoever else they wanted to visit the set somehow dad always wanted to meet the pink ranger Uh. (laughs) dad wasn't too interested in the blue the black or the green oh is that the pink ranger well Uh. let's meet her so but it was fun it it was great the rangers were very cool and we we kind of laughed watching the show come together like it was the first production i worked on so i was learning how things work but you just watch it and you'd be like really this yeah. is you know you know tv when you watch it being made it's not the same as watching the finished product yeah so we would just watch the the monsters and foam suits falling down and you know the fight scenes would be like just just it, it's choreographed for kids right it's yeah, not like, yeah it's not what, like yeah. some you know it's not john wick <laughs> yeah you know yeah. what i mean and, <laughs> and so WWE. We'd be like, is anybody gonna watch this and and Six months later, it's the number one kid's show on earth. It was yeah. like, I guess somebody's watching. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. it's yeah, like it Kids
0: actually like this stuff. And yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. They did.
1: They did. Yeah.
0: You know? uh, about the Power Rangers, the one thing that I I don't know why I'm on the subject. But
2: <laughs> oh, but we're not going to get off of it. But no,
0: we'll get off of it in a second. But the Blue Ranger on the sh- show, like there's a lot of kind, kind what's that word? Kind of... Su- su- Theories or consp- conspiracy theories? Exactly, conspiracy theories that uh, he liked the fellas. You know what I mean? So, like when they made the movie, they made him autistic instead. And like, there's more theories on that. I
1: wanted to see your your your. Vibes I, on I that. hate to disappoint you. I got no theory. Oh yeah. I, no, I don't. I don't know. You know. Again, one of the smart things they did with Power Rangers, and no. it was like a brilliant marketing thing. Was make the Rangers diverse, yeah, so that so that all kids had somebody that they looked like them. You know what I mean? So I I never heard any um, theories about the Blue Ranger being gay or anything like that. The funniest thing, as far as the set and and you know keeping something secret, Mm -hmm. was the first Green Ranger. He was married, oh, and he had a kid, Tommy, and, and they were like, we can't let anyone know that. Ouch. Because he's supposed to be a high school kid, so yeah. so that was the big thing. The big thing because you know in Hollywood you hire adults to play kids, right? That That's otherwise true. you got all these different work rules and and blah blah blah. So you know it's it shows do it all the time, but on this one it was like a big deal to not let the kids watching the show know that this guy is a an adult.
0: Oh, so like people, the cast didn't even know.
1: No, the, oh. I, some people. Yeah, I mean people knew, but oh. you couldn't. You couldn't talk about it, they didn't bring it up. You know yeah. what I mean? They they just tried ass don't tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just tried to keep it down so that uh because they felt like that would ruin it for kids to yeah. find it, you know, it's like finding out
2: that, uh.
1: that there's no Santa Claus <laughs> because your dad got beat up at a Black Friday sale. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I always liked the Red Ranger, but the reason why I bring up the Blue Ranger thing is because I'm autistic. So like they were uh trying to like say that a lot of autistic people, and blue is the color for autism. You know what I mean? So, like, they're yeah. trying to connect the dots on that, and I just wanted to be like, "Well, that's the guy who was also, on the show."
1: But, but this is also stuff that developed later in the show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, like the initial show, they didn't have any of that, and then, then so much developed around it. Yeah over the years so yeah I wasn't in on the conspiracy theory sorry I got nothing
0: <laughs> did, I got nothing Now were you doing comedy when you were on yeah, this yeah. was
1: Yeah that was my day job yeah. while I was doing stand up so. and the producer on the show a guy named Jonathan Zakor was fantastic yeah. because he was he told me he said look they came some of them came to a show you know how you do bringer shows you do little shows around so I did some show and some of the people from, the, from Power Rangers came and saw me and he was like man Keep, like, whatever you need, whatever help we can give you, we'll give you. So oh. if you got to do a gig, we'll just hire a day player, a day player for your job yeah. until you get back.
0: Oh, and, that's awesome. Yeah, it was
1: great. It was great. So yeah. that that was my day job until I made it full-time in comedy.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, but that- but it was just very cool that him and uh, everybody else on the show was that supportive, you know. And, and then we had one AD, a guy named um, Chris— who was hilarious and and Chris always would give me the best advice when he knew I had a gig that night hey do the funny shit Uh, that was his (laughs) advice yeah do the funny stuff Uh, I got you Chris so that seems to have worked out that is good advice (laughs) though
0: it's actually I love it when like jobs like that are very supportive on comedy because I work at a grocery store and they're the exact same way I mean they get irritated when like because sometimes I have a last second gig you know what I mean And they do get mad, but, like, they do, you know, 90% of the time they let me have it off. So it's nice that Jobs did that, and they still do that. So, like, that's cool. Yeah, there's still
1: places that do it. it. And it helps a lot, you know, because... I started comedy late, right? Yeah. I was 30 when I started. So I kind of already had a life. So the idea of, you know, living with five guys in a one bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. yeah. and str- like that wasn't, you know what I mean? I yeah. was like, yeah, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> so that gig allowed me to pay the rent and maintain my lifestyle and still. Worked my way up the comedy uh-huh. food chain, so yeah, it went went perfect. And then you did
0: Montreal, Montreal, uh, Montreal,
1: yeah. Which, right, which just was, for laughs, yeah. is still one of my favorite things in comedy. Montreal, yeah. So everyone does that. I, I did it. Um, I did New Faces in '97. Yeah. I got a deal, uh-huh. right? Because back then they would make development deals at the festival. Why? You know, so like I basically walked off stage, and they're like, "Oh, we got to talk to this guy." So that that was my start in full time. You know what I mean? Like, that's when I could quit the day job. I had some cash and some gigs. And and, um, this year, this summer, I went. This was my 20th, you know, 20 years of doing Just for Laughs. Wow. And this year, it was crazy. I did something. They said I was the first guy to do this. So uh, initially, not booked at all. Okay. Right, because I've done it, like, the last five, six years in a row. And generally, you do it every other year. But... I do a lot of political and topical stuff. They kept having me back for that, blah, blah, blah. So initially, not booked. Then they said, we're going to do a gala, and we're going to roast Montreal. Now, the galas are the big shows that they do. They get big hosts, you know, big TV stars, movie people for the hosts, and they televise it, blah, blah, blah. So they were doing a special one just to make fun of Montreal, because it's Montreal's 375th anniversary. And they were like, since you've been coming here so much, you know the city we want you to be on the show. So I was like, cool. So this show was taking place after the festival. The festival officially ended on Sunday. They added this show on a Monday, right?
0: Did you happen no. to record it in a hotel?
1: No, that no? You're, you're thinking of a, a podcast I did with Barry Katz. Is that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Because is that, uh, that? Uh, uh, no, because uh, uh, Angelo a who's oh, like yeah. one of my, I know. Ange. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've known I, Ange I, I call him uncle. And <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's like, so he was telling me that he was just walking in a hotel and he saw you doing a podcast. And you're like, hey, Ange, get over here. Let's do a podcast. Yeah. And it was at Montreal.
1: That's the way Montreal is. You, you're <laughs> so. just doing something. There's so many comics around. And you see somebody walk by, you're like, hey. You know, <laughs> it's like Radio so. Row at
2: the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah exactly. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, um, so anyway, so now I'm on this gala at the end of the festival. Then a couple of weeks before the festival, Maz Jobrani... Had some kind of family emergency so he had to cancel so they said hey will you come up and host the ethnic show right which is one of the theme shows which starts before the festival so I was like yeah I'll do it so they arranged it so I was literally the first comic on stage at the festival hosting the ethnic show and the last comic to walk off the stage at the end of the festival that's that's uh, cool so now I've done it all and I can die (laughs) we've completed the life's life circle
2: Uh, what are your thoughts on the afterlife? No, I'm just, I'm,
1: I'm just kidding. We'll do that on the next podcast when I come back.
2: Um, I, I wanted to ask you this uh, to get away from, from the Power Rangers, even though we already did. But has do you, do you ever get asked if you're related at all to James Earl Jones? No,
1: no. Because
2: um, your voices are honestly... If there was like a police lineup for voices, I don't think I could tell you guys
1: apart. I hey, listen. I wish. It <laughs> and was- that's that, a I, compliment. That, yeah, that's a huge compliment. compliment because his voice is probably worth—it's legendary—a you know, hundred yeah. million dollars yeah. between Darth Vader and I mean, but he does all kind of things. Sandlot. Like, he's the voice of uh, I think it's Verizon. Yes, like, he is. Oh, yeah, is he? Yeah, yes. which is a weird thing that he does, but it's like, yeah, I'll pick up a million bucks. So yeah, I'll do, why not? Do uh, some voice for that. So
0: he doesn't act anymore. He does voices. Yeah, he does yeah.
1: a little bit of acting. I saw him a few years ago, but yeah, the voice thing is great. I get I get them now and then. I yeah. audition for a lot of voiceovers. They still pop up now and then. Yeah. I've done some like video games and um, you know a couple of commercials. It's fun. It's fun when you get. It's 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 like everything in this business. It's tough to get the job, and then when you get it, it's a blast.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because my uh, my dad's uh, best friend uh, Patrick Warburton. We call him. Oh yeah, yeah. We call him Uncle Pat. He's known as a voice actor. Mm -hmm. You know, except within the past five years, you know, he's now known as a. But, yeah, so, like uh, growing up, he was just known for voices. So like, you know, and I remember growing up, he had a lot of struggle because it seemed like they didn't have they didn't get paid a lot of money. you know. yeah,
1: it's it's you you know you get paid okay, but there's there's a few people doing a lot of the jobs, yeah, you know that's that's another thing because some people, Jesse Pinkman have voices that can do they can do a lot of voices, yeah, so they'll hire one person who can do four different voices saves them from hiring four people Mm -hmm. yeah so can you do four different voices i'm just no No. i'm (laughs) I'm the i'm the big powerful you know i I, like i said i get a lot of monsters oh if you guys could see what he's doing right now he's flexing
2: which way is the beach this way (laughs) oh
1: man
0: Uh, have you ever had a co-host where you just wanted to strangle sometimes
1: I think you two are a good balance. <laughs> I think it's great how he just, just sort of creeps in. Yeah, and just uh, let me creep in, throw in something, back out slowly.
2: It's my style. It's a compliment. Grant. It's a it's compliment. My style.
1: Everything's a compliment. It's all perspective.
0: Uh, I I actually. You probably get this all the time, but I actually know you from bringing down the house.
1: Yes, yeah, yes. I um, I have played a bouncer. (laughs) Oh yeah, and security (laughs) guy. Oh yeah, in in tons. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I've done it. I've done it a ton. Oh my god! In bringing down the house, I I was security guy of Steve Martin's backyard. But you know what's really cool about that? (laughs) And like, I keep, I get that role a lot. But what's really cool when you play the security guy to the star. You get to work with the star yeah. of the movie, right? So, so I did two scenes in that movie: one with Steve Martin and one with Queen, and the other yeah, one yeah. with Queen Latifah. Yeah. And Steve Martin was cool as hell. So, so. And Queen Latifah wasn't. No, she was great. Oh, okay. I, I, I had two, I had two <laughs> sorry, running sorry. I was trying to back, in. trying to I, back I like you into guy. a corner there. Sorry.
0: He's usually the Facebook
1: so. Live guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. We usually keep him in the back. Yes, <laughs> silent. Um, so we're, we're, the scene is Steve Martin is walking up to a house party in his backyard, right? Yeah. Queen Latifah's throwing this party at his house. And me and this other guy, the security guys, and we're going to stop Steve Martin from going into his own backyard, yeah. right? So, so Steve, this is during the day, Steve Martin walks up with the director and the, the extra who I'm standing next to, he says, wow, Steve Martin, right? <laughs> and Steve just looked up and went, I'm acting. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, some people take it really seriously. So, yeah. I'm thinking Steve's one of those guys. So, I'm like, all right, just don't mess with Steve Martin, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, after lunch or something like that, his assistants like, "Hey, I heard you're a comic. Like Steve likes comics. You should, you know, talk to him." So, All right, cool. You know, yeah. so I go over and, and I talk to Steve. And I said to him, "I said, man, you were the you were the best. You were like at the top of the game, and you just quit." Yeah. And I said, now, "I know you got movies and stuff, but don't you ever miss doing stand-up?" So he said, "Eh, you know, I host things every now and then." And I was like, "Really? Like, what do you host?" And he looks at me, he said the Oscars
2: uh. and
1: I, I looked right back at him I said who books that and he started cracking up he just started cracking up so we just had kind of a few running jokes after that he was really cool and then the thing with Queen Latifah she said to me she said you look familiar like I've seen you some and I said well you know I do stand up you might have seen me so she said yeah I said didn't you make a record <laughs> Didn't you like have a song or something? And she just started laughing. And for the next two days, every time I saw her, I was like, "What was the name of that song? You made like, <laughs> a record or something like you know?" And, and it's great when you meet people like that. I got to do it with uh, Leslie Nielsen. I played his bodyguard in um, Scary Movie Four. Oh yeah, right. And and this was a trip because we were doing it. It was a scene. He was basically spoofing George W. Bush reading uh, My Pet Duck. Oh yeah, yeah. When uh, you know, nine yeah. eleven uh, happened. Yeah and, yeah and so he's so I'm the I'm the Secret Service guy telling him like, Mr. President, we got an issue and he keeps going, ah, I gotta finish this chapter. I'm, <laughs> this is you know and he and it's hilarious, right? right. So so it's like take 2, take 3, take 12. Take, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get fired because it can't be Leslie Nielsen doing it wrong. You know, we're yeah. we're on take 15. I don't know what I'm doing yeah. but, but for some and then after like I don't know somewhere between 15 and 20 takes, the director started cracking up. And and Leslie Nielsen went to me. He said, "That's the one." And these were the same guys who did Airplane and everything. Like he's known them forever. Yeah. And he said, "They keep going until they laugh." Yeah. He's yeah. like, you never know what it is. And I was like, Oh, so I'm not fired? He's like, nah, you're alright. So That's yeah, awesome. that's awesome cool. that
0: you got to work with him, man. Yeah. He was a legend.
1: And you know, he the guy was eighty years old when we did that. He had two hearing aids in and he could In each ear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, may or may not remember the lines, right? And yeah. then when they said "roll," like they took the take the hearing aids out, whatever, and they got rolling, bam! Now he's Leslie Nielsen, and he's right on it, and he's funny, and his timing, and he's got the line, and everything else. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I worked with a few people like that. I worked with Phyllis Diller it was oh the my same God. way. Like Phyllis is this old woman, right? Really thin and frail. Yeah. And then the cameras come on, bam! She's, She's on. Phyllis Diller. Yeah. And and just hilarious. We were doing. This show it was called uh, Jury Duty, and it was like a People's Court Judge Judy kind of show, uh-huh. but the jury was three comedians. So oh. you, you give your pitch or whatever, oh. and the three comedians yeah. decide. That's a good idea. And some guy was suing his landlord, right? And his landlord's like seventy-five years old, right. and Phyllis just starts hitting on him, talking about how <laughs> she likes younger men, and it was hilarious. <laughs> and, you, and you just like you like. Wow, you yeah. know what I mean? Like this is Phyllis Diller, like legendary. She's eighty-something years old, yeah. and she just right on it, just hitting on the guy, like <laughs> telling everybody how she likes younger men and what they. It was, it was hilarious, and and I love that. I loved the times I got to do a thing with Don Rickles in Montreal. You know, I've got, I've been lucky enough to work with legends, yeah, and and the legends you you see that. Yeah, it, in their 70s, 80s, whatever, still got it. Soon as soon as the lights come on, they're, they're, you know, yeah, 30 years, 40 years younger and working.
0: Well, see, I find it, because, like, I mean, I'm only a feature comic, so I'm not a headliner. But, like, um, I find it way better w- when I work with, you know, guys I like who I open for. Like, Norm Macdonald is my comedy yeah, hero. Norm's and I, I open brilliant. for him, Norm's you know. Norm's hilarious. His... And, la-
1: his Netflix special.
0: Oh. amazing. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, Jeremy Hots. I love Jeremy. Hots. You know, so One I, of my
1: oldest friends. One of my best friends in comedy. Oh, really? Hots. Yeah. 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 I love Jeremy. Yeah, he's damaged on so many levels. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like,
0: I find it way more rewarding as a comedian to work with guys who not only... I mean... Like like you said like what what are the chances that you get to work with your con heroes and be friends with them you know what I mean like I think that's way more rewarding than just you know what I mean just doing it by yourself Yeah the
1: only one I never got to meet um or work with or anything was Richard Pryor Oh yeah never got to meet Pryor I opened for Carlin once that was phenomenal Yeah um you know I I um worked with the Wayans you know, I opened, used to open for Damon Wayans back in the day, back in the 90s and yeah. stuff. And, and uh, so many other people like that. I met Chappelle, like, in my first year doing comedy, I met Dave, just oh, randomly. Yeah. Who's and, the
2: funniest Wayans?
1: Uh, Damon. Damon, by yeah. far? Damon, mm-hmm. by far, yeah. Keenan is a brilliant writer and producer. Like, Keenan comes up with these ideas and creates these shows and stuff. But when you're talking about doing stand-up on stage... Yeah, oh yeah Damon, yeah. Damon by far. Okay. Is the guy. I heard Marlon got really good though. Marlon's a great actor. Yeah. You know. Marlon's good. See I mean, uh,
2: Yeah, I heard they all specified and stuff. Then. Yeah,
1: he's uh, good at, he's good as a stand-up, but Damon is, you know, I mean there's a reason, you know, he's Damon Wayans, you know? What mean? Like he he there's a reason he's Damon Wayans. <laughs> he's yeah. La- yeah. And and a lot of times when you have somebody like Damon, like people haven't seen Damon do stand-up really in, you know, 10 years or something like that. So you forget how good they are, you yeah. know, like like Ellen's doing stand up again, like some stuff here and there. She's and getting
0: ready for Netflix, but, yeah, yeah. But
1: people don't realize, like Ellen was a beast back in you know back in, in the eighties when oh, Ellen yeah. was doing stand up. Ellen was one of the great stand, and nobody thinks about that because of the, the sitcom and coming out as gay and the, the talk show and blah blah blah. So people don't remember. Yeah. Like, there's a reason. You know, Leno was like that with Leno. Same with Roseanne. When, when Leno got The Tonight Show and people, blah, blah. blah it's like, hey, wait, there's a reason he got this show. Yeah. Like, he was the number one comic in the U.S. touring all the time, you yeah. know. Yeah, Roseanne is another. A lot of people people forget that they were stand-ups and they were great stand-ups and that's why they got the TV or the movie or the talk show or whatever, so.
0: Have you ever tried pitching your own sitcom? I oh, get, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I I'm more so um I'm I'm better at hosting and talk than sitcoms. And uh, I've been I've hosted a few shows. I, I was joking with Aisha Tyler one time. I said, Aisha, what's it like to do season two? <laughs> <laughs> I've never done season two. I've I've done season one nice. a few times. And she was like, That's when it all starts at season two. Yeah. She's like, You're missing it, you know. She's, well, that's my, not, meanwhile, she's that's on not season kind. nine of, of Archer or whatever. But anyway, um, yeah, so I've done some shows and uh, always trying, you know, um, talk shows, game shows, hosting. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. I get the occasional sitcom stuff. We, we laugh about it. I still get bouncers. You know, uh, Ken Jong, Dr. Ken, yeah. had his show and he needed a bouncer. I was the first guy he called. He he remembers his old friends. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) The thing is, Ken used to do stand-up, too. And he was a doctor. Yeah,
1: yeah. He was a doctor. His day job, he was a doctor. And at night, he was doing stand-up. And the first time I met him, it was at the Laugh Factory. And I said, hey, man, are you a real doctor or do you work at Kaiser? (laughs) And... He <laughs> fell out laughing because he did work at Kaiser. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh,
0: but no, but I could totally see you having your own sitcom. Like, your podcast that you have, um, you you know, you don't have a sidekick. You just talk you know, yeah. about political stuff. So I could see you having
1: a sitcom like that. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's tough sell, right? I mean, yeah, you know how this town is. you got, you know... I, I tell everyone, we're in the lottery business. Yeah. You know, because people see the show when it's on TV. Yeah. They don't see everything it took to get there. And they don't see the, you know... Hard work. hundred other ideas that got shot down yeah. or whatever. You know, like, like uh, what's it like? George Clooney did, like, five failed shows before um, ER, DR. ER, yeah. Or at least, you know, however yeah. many he did and stuff. You know, so so... Yeah, um, it would, it's always funny when people are like, would you like a sitcom? No, I can't be bothered with 50, 100, yeah. and half a million dollars a week. Who wants that? Uh-huh. No, I, I prefer to be at the Chuckle Hut this Friday. Flying <laughs> coach. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I love what I do, so so I still get that, you know. And you get shots here and there, and you just... You keep grinding, you yeah. know. You keep grinding.
2: Well
0: one of the things that I really like about you is because you're right, you know, you, you don't you do get the occasional stuff, but you're more known as your stand up, you know what I mean? So you ever you're known for your stand up and that's like what I want to be like known as the stand up.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, the the, um, the fame and the money is one part of the business and it's cool if you get that and yeah. you know, sometimes that's marketing, sometimes it's luck, right place, right time, this or that. But the respect you got to earn that. you got to be a comic and and the fact that I get the respect from great comics, yeah, and they're like you're a co- like like they're I'm like in the club yeah. you know and and that's what I really appreciate when you and the other thing that happens with me that I think I really like, and this happened another time recently, when people you don't think know you, like you you're like, why would you even be on their radar and you find out they know you? Yeah. So like Dennis Leary is he Jeez. had a new book out. Wow. And he's doing a book tour, and I was in Chicago to do uh, "Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me," the radio show I do. And his people reached out and said, "Hey, Dennis, wants you to interview him for the book book tour." You know, oh he loves God. your stuff, and I, I had never met him. Yeah. So it was like, how cool is that to find out that Dennis Leary not only knows who you are, but likes you, you know, yeah, and stuff. So. I've been lucky enough to have those experiences and, and work with those people. And Louis Black, who's one of my heroes, Louis is <laughs> brilliant. And we become friends over the years and yeah. you work together. So, the, so, yeah, so that's the beauty of being a stand-up. Plus there's a purity to it, you know? Yeah. I just love stand-up. Yeah. I, I love getting on stage and, and just doing what I do. And you, you guys do it, you know. Sometimes the best show it isn't the big one it isn't the big Saturday night sold out whatever it's like Tuesday night
2: in a little room
1: where there's you know 22 people but you're just fucking around on stage thinking out loud and and testing new ideas and having stuff work and not work and that's Hmm. fun you
0: know uh, we we do got to take a quick break to yes, mention the make sponsors. Some make some money. Uh, Grant was eager to do the. You know, I, I, yeah, he do, wanted I, to I do it. I was begging you. Yeah, so do it, May and then yeah. All
2: right. So this episode of Razor Riffs is sponsored by Amy Brick with Brick and Company Real Estate. Amy has a program called Realtors for Schools and Nonprofits. When a person lists and sells their property. With her, under this program, she will donate $2,000 to the school or nonprofit organization of their choice at the close of escrow. It's a great program, and it's a great way to help do a great deed while getting a fantastic price for your home with Amy's famous 11-day marketing plan. She can tell you all about it if you call her at area code 562. 335 5269 or visit her website com. Again, Amy's number is 562 335 5269 and her website com. Her California realtor license number is 01358129. And uh, today's episode is also brought to you by Zero Shoes. Enjoy the fun and freedom of letting your feet move the way nature intended. Lightweight, flexible, and super freaking comfortable. Go to razorrifts.weebly.com and click on the Zero Shoes tab. That's zero with an X. Now through December 5th, you can save up to 70%. That's basically like getting it for free with their black cyber sale. So what are you waiting for? Get some new Zero Shoes at razorrifts.weebly.com and click the Zero Shoes tab. Now, back to the show.
0: And I thought I had reading problems. Man, (laughs) the enthusiasm.
1: It's a beautiful thing. I went to college. About that Zero thing. And and I understand why they spell it with next because it's a marketing thing. Yeah. But I don't know who creates language, but with words like xylophone, uh-huh. like why did somebody say? Yeah, let's spell that with next.
0: Yeah. I actually have a funny story about that because I <laughs> called them because I you know I have a speech stutter you know and so um, I called them because I, I I tend to mess up the sponsors a lot on the show you know and I it's part of my humor but also like I don't mean to do it yeah. you know so I called them and they're like thank you for calling Zero Shoes how can I help you I was like. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Got it. <laughs> so just a hang up, but uh, we we have a couple of Twitter questions. Do you like Twitter yeah, questions? Yeah,
1: fire away.
0: All right. So this is a, a Twitter question from LadyBoy818, Alonzo, Do you still get recognized from your role from Angel?
1: Once in a great while, yeah. yeah that that's deep in nerddom. Yeah, you recognize me from Angel. But yeah, I played a prison guard. <laughs> On it, I'm telling you, man. I've you know actually I've done all the, like the security things and the criminal. Like I've yeah. been on both sides of them. So yeah. you've been like yeah. paranormal prison guards too. Yeah, but but Angel, it was just regular prison.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we, weird. I interviewed Matt Champagne maybe two years ago, and he was on Angel like one or two episodes, and he said everyone recognizes me from Angel.
1: <laughs> you know, shows like that they have like a cult a, following. Yeah. So people, so yeah, if you're on it, people are like you were on, and I'm like. Oh yeah, I try that. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank uh-huh. you.
0: Uh, this isn't really a question, more like a comment. So you know, but I'll say it. Uh, this is from Boy Lady Eight One Eight says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm noticing a theme here. Yeah, it says Alonzo, uh, You should pitch a new MTV show called Pimp My Bike.
1: Uh, we actually ride. talked to well, we didn't talk to um, MTV about it, but we did talk about a bike show. about um, hooking up bikes. And, you know, here's the thing about the motorcycle world. Like, all the shows are just Harley-based, like chopper-based shows. And then whenever you try it, they say, oh, we want to do something different. And then you pitch something different. They're like, nah, (laughs) nah, we'll stick with this. So Orange County Choppers is coming back again. Are you
2: serious? Yeah. Mm Ah. I'd rather see the motorcycle one. (laughs) Can't wait.
0: I would say it pimp my bike with Alonzo Bowden, you know? Maybe you should try pitching it to MTV.
2: Maybe you should pin bikes that are, like, bike bikes, bicycles.
1: That's a whole different world. (laughs) But
2: it's a big world, though. Yeah, yeah.
1: there's a lot of guys who do bicycles. They want something different, don't they? (laughs) Yeah, that's what they'll say. Until you bring them something different, then they're like, nah, we like the same. (laughs) Oh, And now this one's next going to be from Boy Lady. (laughs) No, Lady... Boy 818 Lady something, you know. Yeah, that was the first one. (laughs) This is...
0: (laughs) The thing I don't like about Twitter is, like, all these handlers, like, they're so... I don't know if they're... Like, they're real questions, but I don't know if they're... Yeah, you don't know who's
1: doing what's real, what isn't. But anyway, what's the question?
0: Uh, (laughs) This is from Alex Loves Troy Forever. If the last Comic Standing winners came back and did a last Comic Standing match, do you think you could take them? Yeah, I like my odds. Yeah. Yeah, I like my odds. You could definitely Mm. take Dat Fam Mm. and... I think so. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Are we talking, like, Cage you, Match? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he, no, I'm, you know, like, I think you could definitely take <laughs> Jesselnick or something like that. <laughs> Jeselnik you know
1: didn't happen- win. You know what happens with that show? I think, like, once you go through, especially back when we did it, we had to do a lot more rounds than the current one. But, like, me and Heffron, like, we have an agreement. We will never compete in anything in life because no. you do it so much. Not even, in, like, a game of horse. Going head, Yeah, exactly. Going right. head-to-head and and over. And me and Hef went... We went to the finals in season two, and he won. Then we went to the finals in season three, and I was So we did, like, a ton of yeah. stuff, you know. And you're just like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. It was great. It was a great run. It got us on primetime TV. But um, the parts of it are nerve-wracking, and parts of it are... They, they try to make you... They try to develop a rivalry, and comics really aren't yeah. rivals. Like, after a while, you, you think it's competitive when you start then you realize, like, nah, it's really not, you know? I I know
0: what you're saying, because, like, I'm really, like, Ida Rodriguez is, like, my comedy mom, you know? Oh, yeah, I know Ida. I love her. Yeah, I love her. Like, I'll do anything for her. And, like, they tried to make it seem like she had a revival with uh, Jimmy Shepard, and I was Mm -hmm. like, they're actually really good friends. So, like, that's why I I stopped watching it after Jay left, because I thought Jay was the reason.
1: Jay was great. Jay, Jay, you know, when Jay was hosting, it was like, Jay would mess with us all the time. I said it was like he was in the fraternity and we were pledges. Yeah, Like that was his thing. And Jay would talk shit and he'd give you shit. And if you gave it back, he would back off. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. If you gave it back, he'd back off. But if, you, if, if, he, if he saw that, like he got that thing, then he'd just start poking and keep poking <laughs> and keep poking. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still cool with Jay to this day. We're, we're friends. Uh, Jay Morris, I, I met him. I opened for him. I think, wow, it must have been like 95, 96, something like that. You yeah. know, we did a week at an improv. And um, it, this is one of my favorite early Jay Moore moments. So I had a friend. My friend Pete had lost an eye. So he wore an eye patch, mm-hmm. right? Oh, God. And he's hanging JJ out do? with me. And there was we were at the Bre- the old Brea Improv, which where I'll be this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Anyway. <laughs> we
0: were, we were going to plug that.
1: So... so Pete is walking down this hallway and a woman is coming the other way and they meet at the corner and she's got an eye patch on the opposite eye oh my god. like his left eye and, and Jay just looked and like they just locked eye <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we, 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 I'll never forget that it was like one of those perfect moments <laughs> of, they just locked eye it was hilarious.
0: was right. well, good we, guy good yeah. guy uh it's Grant's dream to open up for Jay Moore, so he calls him JJ all the time. Yeah, yeah. Monday, we that, call. it could happen. Yeah.
1: Go to the improv. He does the improv at least every month.
0: Yeah. But uh you're you're speaking of the improv. You're going to be doing Brea this weekend, which we're going to plug away at uh Brea Improv. People can get tickets at brea.improv.com.
1: Right. Could it's, Grant could you just do that plug for us? Yeah. Yeah, uh you guys you guys can
2: uh rifters and everybody else listening you can catch uh, alonzo boden at the brea improv this friday saturday and sunday i don't have a calendar in front of me i don't know the exact dates but he'll be there and if you're not you have really
1: questionable judgment there you go. That ah. probably just sold out the late show Friday. Oh, right. Thank you, Grant. That was very cool. Thank <laughs> you, man. I appreciate
2: yeah. it. Anytime.
0: Uh, he, he needs a new job because he's not coming back. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, I really want to go. I have a show tonight, but I want to go tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Come yeah.
1: through.
0: And uh, hey, where can the folks find you? I want, like a uh, podcast?
1: Website, alonzoboden.com. My my podcast, Who's Paying Attention, is part of All Things Comedy. And of, of course, Facebook and Twitter at Alonzo Bowden and Zoe uh, Zo Funny on Instagram. Somebody took my name on Instagram. I think they, yeah. they thought to be one of those, well, I'm going to sell him his name back. It's like, no, I'm just going to make up another name.
0: Well, <laughs> Alonzo and Zoe is kind of the same thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, do people and, call uh, you Zoe growing up?
1: Sometimes I get Zoe. The, the thing with Alonzo is, you know, there's Cristella Alonzo, brilliant Latina yeah. comic Alonso and so, Morning. So she and I have a thing of being each other's favorite, Alonzo. Yeah. And we're doing a show together at the Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa, the 13th and 14th of December. So it'll be it'll be an all Alonzo show. We got Ed Alonso the magician. Oh. So yeah, just Alonso's uh, running all over Alfonso the stage. You got Alfonso
2: Ribeiro on that show. Couldn't to get, get, to
1: get Alfonso, but he spells it wrong, uh, so he ain't in. Be, <laughs> he ain't in. That would be
2: great, though. He ain't. Haven't did the dance. <laughs> You I heard he hates the dance. Did well, you read that?
1: I, I, how could you not? Yeah. Yeah, he hates when people ask him to do the dance. Well, yeah, I mean.
0: uh, Is there anything you hate when people ask you to do? Mm.
1: Yeah, when people say that I look like I can beat up people. Like, yeah. man, if they don't laugh, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to beat the hell out of anyone who doesn't laugh. That's good for the career. Yeah. And you, you know what I mean? Like that that's the uh that's the only thing that's annoying. Yeah. Right? So,
0: well, before uh, before we go, I just wanted to say I really do appreciate this. Uh, you're one of my heroes, you know, Thank you. and I've Thank been you. trying to get you on forever. And uh, you know, you really did cheer me up today. So like it was like just and it's only eleven o'clock. You know, seeing you and making me laugh and stuff really, really. You. Well, you're hanging on. out
1: with the right people. You're yeah. opening for Hots. You're hanging out with Ida. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, you you you're with the right people. And Grant's gonna take you. <laughs> Yeah. You Places, know. yeah. This guy's gonna catapult you. <laughs> don't forget Grant as you move up the food chain. Yeah. Oh, he won't. Zero shoes is gonna
0: <laughs> Zero Shoes is gonna call me and be like, We sold Zero Shoes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I'm gonna blame you.
0: Yeah. Boom. Alright, so Bray Improv, Alonzo Bowden this weekend. Uh, tickets are at bread.improv.com. You could follow Facebook, Instagram, Alonzo Bowden. Yeah, right. all
1: you gotta do is Google comic and Alonzo, and it's gonna be me or Christella. I'm the tall one. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and then with, I, the, with the and he'll have uh, Power Ranger credits.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, you never finished that question. Did people ever interview? Like, do hosts ever say?
1: Well, like I'm uh, telling you, on radio they always ask about it because radio is, is yeah. sound. But in like people in general, they don't know. Hey, ladies about and, gentlemen, it. and gentlemen, welcome yeah. to the stage. I, I just, Live from the Power Rangers. I just
0: think that would be the funniest. I still
1: have my crew jacket. I still have my crew oh my,
2: jacket. Dude, if from, I ever MC one of your,
1: things, oh yeah, you I, I, I will. Be, that's. I'll, I'll just harp on it for like the 15 Pink Ranger, minutes. ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. How many kids would that traumatize?
0: Yeah, I just think that would be awkward. Nowadays, but,
1: 2017,
2: <laughs> probably not many.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, before we go, we got to mention our sponsors again. And once again, thanks so much, Thank Alonzo. You. Uh, grant before i sign off is there anywhere where people can follow you uh
2: yeah you guys can follow my twitter at grant smith and instead of a g it's a six that looks like a g because i had the same problem you had somebody took my name yeah my name's not that common
0: well grant smith's more common than alonzo bowden
2: oh yeah yeah i was yeah okay i was being sarcastic uh, and then, oh, I can't tell. I have and then I also, <laughs> that's I also what makes it fun. I also have a uh, podcast, Instagram, Twitter page, and that's at an ounce short. Like you're an ounce short uh, when you're an ounce short, an ounce short of something. Yeah.
0: Alonzo needs a new guy to introduce him on show, so you got the job, buddy.
2: All right, yeah, you guys. You know I can host. Don't give me that.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, again, follow Alonzo Bowden. See him this weekend at the Bray Improv. It's going to be fun. Uh, if you guys like the show, please subscribe to iTunes, rate and review uh, feedback. We like honest feedback. And we're also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Razor Riffs. And, again, this episode of Razor Riffs with Alonzo Bowden was sponsored by Amy Brick with Brick and Company Real Estate, the best realtor. Eti- real et- let me start over.
2: <laughs> and action.
0: This episode of Raise a was sponsored by by Amy Brick with Brick and Company Real Estate, the best realtor in the business. Check out her program, Realtors for School and Nonprofits. When a person lists and sells their property with her under this program, she will donate two thousand dollars to the school or nonprofit or organization of your choice at the close of the escrow. It's a great program, and it's a great way to help people do a great deed. She can tell you more about it if you call her at 562-335-5269 or visit her website, www.amybrick.com. Again, call Amy Brick at 562-335-5269 or visit her website, www.amybrick.com. Her California license number is 01358129. Today's episode was also brought to you by Zero Shoes. It's that time of the year, Rifters. Go to razorrifts.weebly.com and click on Zero Shoes, where you can save some big bucks this holiday season. Which Zero Shoe is right for you? Take the online quiz to find out at razorrifts.weebly.com and click the Zero Shoes tab. Alonzo, thank you so much, buddy. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. You're welcome. We'll see you guys next week. Later,
2: Rifters. Bye.
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, Ray and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback—good, honest, terrible—doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo. If you would like to chat with me there, www.stereo.com/keithraza.